Excuse me. No, no, we stopped doing that. Wait, could you actually hear that? I, yes. I put it quite far away from my um, the microphone as well. Well, my headphones are picking up quite a lot. All right. Well, hey, we're back to where we started. Oh, Jesus Christ! Superstar. Uh, this week, this week's episode is Jesus Christ Superstar. We're not watching where? a musical again. We've done our musical month. That's it. So, <laughs> my name is Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile. <laughs> I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm movie mad and musical mad. And I ask you every week if you're movie mad, really, because I'm not sure if you are movie mad based on the films you choose watching and I choose what <laughs> we watch together. And I go, are you movie mad? That's the podcast name. I'm changing the format. <laughs> I am indeed movie mad. And I'm changing the format so much that we're never going to do a musical month again. We're never going to even touch a musical again. Well, what, 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 what do we do now? Like... I don't know. It's your month. You like scares. You like fears. You like Shocktober. Oh, okay, October. So you want you want something scary, sort of. I don't want something scary. You like making me scared. <laughs> I don't like being want, scared. You want, you want something like October themed, Halloweeny. Um, yeah, I want something I've... like um, fun size. It's October themed. Okay. It's Halloweeny. Oh, it's got Jamie. That's that's a fun size, isn't it? The the film was so short that when it came out in cinemas, they had a musical vi- a music video before it. Because Not a musical like, video. Yeah, musical video, a video of music. <laughs> Nickelodeon were like, um, this film might be coming in way too, way too short. We need to extend it a little bit to make it seem like it's worth going to the cinema for. <laughs> um, here's a teenage girl singing. All right. Interesting. Fun well, size. It's an hour and 37 minutes, fun size. That, that sounds quite fun. Oh, size. an hour and right. 37 minutes is longer than a lot of the films I've been watching lately. All right. Well, you know, um, a film with Anthony Head. He's kind of, he's kind of you know, Buffy Vampire Anthony Slayer. Stuart Head? Yes, with... um. I've seen him is... perform his work live. He's Have a you? very intense, interesting actor. Um, but he's he's quite, like, uh, got Halloween vibes to him, doesn't he? Buffy! Yeah. So, so we're so far so good. So I've got, yeah. I've got a good film sorted. Yeah, but what um, I would like is I would like you to also have an actor who uh, cursed out and threatened to uh, kill Harvey Wine. Steam? Stein. Steam? Uh, is that Alex Vega or Paul Sorvino? Oh, Mia Sorvino's father. When he heard the news that uh, Harvey Wine... Wine Stein. Steam! <laughs> Uh, abused his daughter he was like I'll fucking kill him and if I ever see him I'm going to fucking kill him I'm going to fucking kill him that guy's fucking dead yes yeah, so well, it's, it's, it's Paul Sorvino in this yes yeah. oh excellent and I'm just I hear he's at, a good fella I'm just I'm just looking at uh, genres on the uh, on the film oh yeah we're on I'm on Prime Video uh, genres are fantasy horror art entertainment and culture oh I do love my culture so I don't love my no, art no Arts I movie of... mad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no no mention of uh, of music of musical. So we're safe. So... We're we're safe thing. Yeah. I, so I'm just... just looking up this film here. I'm not looking at the title yet, but I'm seeing it's directed by someone. And I've got a huge announcement for you. Okay. I've never seen a Darren Lynn Bozeman movie. Uh, I know. I... Be, uh, shocked, right? 
This this would be so, my first one. All right, he's done Saw. Is that right? Has he done Saw 2 and 3? Is it 2? I think it's 3, 4, 5 and 6. I think this is just um, and he related to 11, 11, 11. Mother's Day. All right. And well, um, simply titled here, Repo, and I'm not looking any further. So I'm guessing we're watching a remake of Repo Man, which was a film I was um, going to show you this summer because no. I've got it and it's wrapping on Blu-ray. So I was going to show you Repo Man earlier this summer so we could hang out with Emilio Estevez and with ordinary fucking people. Uh, that was what we we're going to do in person, pre-virus. Imagine that, that. I know how you like your uh, your full titles to be said. Oh, shit, yes. So it's it like a repo based on the movie Repo Man by Alex Croft? Alex no, Croft, it's, Alex Coggs. It's Repo the Genetic Opera. Say that one more time. I heard uh, you kind of mumbled. Repo the Generic... The Genetic Opera. So it's about genes. Was that last word? I missed that last word again. Opera. Remember Phantom of the Opera? That musical we watched? Fuck! I mean, but God, it, 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 yeah. what? But, but the genre isn't a musical. I'm looking at the genre. Doesn't matter the genre. Doesn't matter the genre. Name. Is it the name? Yeah. Oh, God. What? What? Uh, why? Oh, I just looked on IMDb and the, and the genre is musical. Oh, but it's too late now. So you wrong. Ha ha! IMDb it, is part of Amazon. It's it's yeah, but but we're, we're too late. We're, we're down the rabbit hole now. I so. haven't clicked play yet. It's not too late. It's not... <laughs> oh, I've seen one of his films, Tales of Halloween. I, I imagine he only Tales of Halloween. Halloween. Tales of Halloween. Halloween. He directed Halloween. a segment. Mother's Day. Did you not watch Mother's Day? Oh, I didn't see Mother's Day. I already mentioned I haven't seen Mother's Day. Uh, I, I love he, Jason Stakis and Cameron Esposito. He directed Thor 2, 3, and 4. And Sarah Chalk. Um, that's oh, a very strange one in, the, in his mix. Was in that one? Um, no, oh, this is a completely different Mother's Day. I've just oh. looked it up. No, Sadiqus is himself. Mother's Day is the sadistic, the sadistic members of a villainous family return to their childhood home to terrorise the new homeowners and their guests. I mean, this sounds like a movie. Jennifer Aniston was what I was getting confused with. And Julia Uh, is there. No, Julia is there. Timothy Oliphant. I love Timothy Oliphant. Do you love Timothy Oliphant? Um, Yeah, I do quite like him. Penny Marshall Uh, was there. Do you know what I love more? Hector Alessandro. Musicals. Kate Hudson, Margaret Martell was Ethan Andy. Oh, and it's got one of the Spy Kids in it. That's nice. Again, Ted Lasso. Are you watching Ted Lasso? No, not yet. John it's on my list. But... <laughs> yeah. I recently started watching um, Broadchurch again. I just finished series one. I never watched series two or three. Did you ever watch that? Back oh. when it was in its heyday? I watched the American version. There was an American version of Broadchurch? Yeah. It was uh, Grace Point. Starring... Oh, I don't know. Gun, Skyler, and um, Brian Cranston, David Tennant. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it any good? Watch it. I just want people to remember that existed. 
God. I wasn't going to watch a show. That. I don't like Anna Gunn because we hate Skylar, right? We Skylar. Oh, yeah, we all hate Skylar. She's yeah. the worst character. She just makes everyone want to stop being criminals. Who yeah. She ruins the fun of being an evil <laughs> person who murders people. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks about her family. She has children. <laughs> she doesn't steal things from open houses and paints everything in purple. We don't like her that much. <laughs> Look, Skylar. <Blurk. laughs> she fucks Ted. I would never fuck Ted. I'd hang out with Gail. Benneke over Benneke. I think Gail would probably like uh, Repo does dramatic opera. Why? Because he will sing through it. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably doing a little karaoke video. I think Hank Schrader might like Repo <laughs> because it might Why? be a, a rock opera. He loves his rocks. <laughs> Fucking minerals, damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Bugger. Fine. Um, so are you excited for Repo to Genetic Opera? This is a film I've actually been wanting to watch for... Uh, oh, good. I never bothered to get around to it because they got to a point where I just couldn't find it and then I gave up. So who um, knows? Now yeah, I'm discovering it's a musical. I was just like, oh, I like Anthony Head. I want to watch whatever he's doing. And then it was like, oh, now it's a I've, musical. No. I've never seen it. So uh, Yes, you have. <laughs> I knew you Both versions. I've never seen Repo, the genetic opera. Okay. Um, so I don't have a story for the first time I've seen it. Um, how, however, I do have a little thing for what made me want to watch this. Um, would you like it now or after? I want to hear everything now so that we can dissect it later. Probably okay. we can dissect it and rip it out. <laughs> well, like um, you, know, so, um, you know TikTok? The uh, hit song by K, dollar sign, ha. <laughs> oh, if only. No, the the, the crappy little app. Um, no, I don't. It's a band. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Um, 200,000 well, dead. Best band in app. I am. Um, <laughs> this world is going so well. I'm not suffering. Um, I had TikTok before it was called TikTok. I can't remember what they called it before that. Do you remember yeah. what they called it before TikTok? Vine. Um, Periscope. Meerkat app. Uh-huh. Remember Meerkat? That was the other Periscope for a while. God. Um, Snapchat. Oh, Musical dot ly was what it was called. Musically. And it's yeah, musically. Yeah. Um so I I had that one at one point because I was bored and had nothing to do and I was just looking at all these videos and a lot of them popped up with um a a couple of lines from this musical and the tune just kept getting caught in my head and I looked at the director it, of Mother's Day at <laughs> the Sue. And I looked into it, and it was Repo. And I was like, I should really add that to my list. And I did, and I added it to our list. So, so um, you're you're more recent than mine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yours so one I, doesn't date back from before it came out? No, God, no, no. And I was thus too late to last, find yeah. it. And also, yeah, I thought, maybe it'd be too violent for me, because he did the Saw movies. I'm a pussy boy. <laughs> well, hey, that would, is on, that... and you'll find it on my business cards. <laughs> Before we started recording, you said you had news for me. Was your news that you hadn't seen his, his film? A single Darren Lynn Bozeman film. Not a single one. That was my big news. Oh. Okay. I think you'll find it was... The, I, look, the world is in shock after this. 
Can you believe everyone just suddenly stopped and took an immediate gasp together? The headlines are coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah, it's, Probably. It's too late. No, 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 no. Stop the presses. Start up again. <laughs> get it for the late editions. Let's get Kyle Chandler involved. All right, Not get it for the early ones. Fair enough. Um, so, what do you know about Repo, then? Um, now I know it's an opera. Right. When did uh, you find out it was a musical? Probably, yeah, I mean, for the bit, like, ten minutes ago. For real. <laughs> That's the first thing I knew, was uh, the, right. the director of Saw is making a, uh, op- is making a uh, rock musical opera violent horror thing. No, like, he's, that's he's the director weird... of Saw 2, not the director of Saw. No, James Wan was going to do one as well. Oh, right. Okay. Didn't off, and then James Wan <laughs> said, actually, this is a James... stupid idea. And then made out. James Wan was going to do one. Yeah. I think he does that in privacy of his own room, of his own home, when no one's looking. Does he say, watch one, do one? <laughs> I hope he does. I'm going to do one. <laughs> um, so, what year was this? 2008. So, you knew Maybe about this, what, 2007? Yeah. When I think, like, Empire made note of it in one of their magazines, as they tended okay. to do. What was a, an article? It was like, Anthony Head signs up to, you know, rock opera. Right. Okay. And so, you've you wanted to watch it, but you avoided it because. Well, because the, the director, director does violence. When he does violence, he seems to be in that kind of torture violence. It's like, oh, that's right. not going to be fun violence. So it's not as campy enough for me to accept it. It becomes just miserable. So what makes you what makes you um you more open to it now? Because I'm forcing you. Or... Um, because like there is a virus out there, and we've got fucking literally nothing else anymore. So at this point, it is just me catching up with films I should have seen. Like last week, I finally watched The Red Shoes. Oh, how's that? It was not as good as the diaries about them. The diaries? The Red Shoe Diaries was a 1990s softcore porn show on them. Oh, it was America. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. No. Well, I'm, um, I'm aware of it because people make reference to it. I was oh, like, of oh, course. i got to read off my American references so I can be an American writer. <laughs> so that they can employ me. I can live in Los Angeles and write for sitcoms. Well, I'm excited. It's where uh, I don't want to be. <laughs> where? California love. Um, I'm excited to find out that uh, Alexa, Va- Alexa Vega's in this. I grew up on those. Um, <laughs> I grew up on the Spy Kids movies. Did you? Never seen them. Never seen them? I was too old when the first one came out. It looked childish. I grew up on um, the other stuff that Rodriguez did, baby. I was oh, an El Mariachi by... Do you want to do um, Spy Kids Month? Um, no, because... I've not seen the fourth one. Robert Rodriguez, as a child director, I've seen bits of what he's done, and they seem absolutely reprehensible shit. Oh, I can't know. They seem cheesy to the obvious hilt terrible, and like, here's the joke, isn't that funny? Ha ha ha. See, I haven't watched them since I was a kid, and I've been very intrigued to go back over them and watch the fourth, because the fourth one came out when I was probably like 16... 17-ish. Oh, so you had all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, but I was like um, past that point, you know, um, yep. and hadn't didn't have much of an interest, but now I'm kind of nostalgic for it, because I'm getting old. Um, didn't need to agree with that, but never mind. Um, so I, I, I hereby um, 
suggest we do a Spy What's Kids the point match? of seeing Spy Kids 4 not in 4D with the 4 on scratch and sniff and 3D experience? That's true. I can do three D I mean, I don't know if I can do scratch and sniff, so there's no point. Depends what you're scratching. Oh, you know what I'm scratching. <laughs> Dad itch, baby. <laughs> I hate myself. Um well what what are you expecting with uh, repo dogmatic opera? Do you think you're gonna like it? I think there'll be a couple of moments like, oh this is good, and then there'll be a couple of moments where it's like, oh this is amateurish. It doesn't right. quite come to the point of what it, a good rock opera should be. Which you is think I'm going like to I think you're a very easy mark. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, I think, yeah, you're, you, you, you accept anything. <laughs> I don't know you, did you have a top ten films last year? Last year? Yeah. Yeah. You found enough films to be top ten, so... Yeah. So, you yeah, know you're what was in mark. my top there ten. Were, there were not enough good films out there to conduct a whole top ten films last year. Well, this year, uh, there's, there's yeah, even... This year. Worse, obviously, but last year actually had a whole release year and still nothing. So you're much easier monk than me. <laughs> um, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm taking it. Um, well, you know how you should take it. Go on. To the bank. This Otherwise, is it might get repossessed. This is um a six point six on IMDb. Do you think it's a six point six six? No, I think it's a one 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 one. <laughs> um, but uh, I yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I think I'm hoping it's going to be one of those ones that I listen to over and over again. Um, we'll see. Well, where were we? Uh we will. I think that's kind of the now. premise of this whole podcast, I guess, is that we shall see. Well, I suppose we should go and see. Is that what we shall do? We shall. Mm, I'm not sure if we shall. We will. I think we should start doing this and then uh, get repossessed from our feelings and then un- unsee it. What are feelings? They are things you don't have anymore because the world is terrible. And that's why we're sitting there to watch Repo the Genetic Opera. As opposed to Repo Man with Emilio Estevez and Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. He's not going to be in this. He won't sing and dance. You never know. I 100% guarantee you. In fact, I'll put money down and you can repossess that money if I'm wrong. Here's a pound. I, I think he's the guy on the poster that we see here in the, uh, in the, in the red. red. Yeah, in the red mask. I and mean, stuff. he doesn't have you a can't guarantee face. It's not him. I can guarantee because he would not dress up in a costume like that. There but was can, my face. How can you guarantee it's not him? Because, you know, he'd be angry about the idea of having anything over him. Yes, but he's a well-respected actor. Well, he was a grumpy Gus. <laughs> he was a well-respected grumpy Gus. I was watching well, Pretty in Pink yesterday. And my oh, Apple yeah. TV stopped for the last 10, 20 minutes, which, you know, I don't really care about because it wasn't very good. Uh, but I was watching it mainly because, you know, a couple of years ago, Harry Dean Stanton was on a, a podcast and a comedian asked him, uh, so what do you, who do you think, as, as the father of the main character, who do you think she should have really ended up with in that film? And he goes, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Marvelous. One of the most beloved films of the 80s to a certain age, and he's just, uh, oh, who cares? Oh. He never changed. What a what a grumpy, wonderful grumpy Gus. I like grumpy Gus as well. But it's pretty in pink. Does that have John Cryer? Yep, he is yeah. annoying throughout. 
Yeah. This is a shame because yeah. I like John Cryer these days, but boy, he was not able to hold back on something. Some of those roles that were like that in Superman 4. It's just like, hey, John Cryer, just be the worst person you can be. And you know still not be the worst person in the film. You know he plays uh, Lex Luthor? Yeah, in the where yeah. he's, he's, he's gone bald for the role. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing he ever tweets about. He doesn't tweet about anything else. Oh, makes it even more he sad tweets, that tweets Super Girls come to an end. He deals with all the Trump bullshit all the time. He's a very oh, good follower as well because, you know, he tweets about that stuff and then he'll, when people go back at him and say, yeah, but you're on Two and a Half Men, he goes, yeah, and I got Emmys and money <laughs> and people loved it. Marvelous. Fuck off. Well, people are going to love Let's see. Well, John I, I haven't got up. I haven't caught up to. I haven't caught up to John Fire. John Fire as Lex Luthor yet on Supergirl, but I'm very much looking forward to it. But for now, let's watch Repo: The Genetic Opera. By the middle of the 21st century, organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. But Geneco was there to satisfy the demand for organ replacements. The problem is, if you miss a payment, Geneco sends out the repo man. And when he finds you, your time is up. Pressure for furlough scheme to mounting pressure, pressure mounting up, pressure mounting up on schemes, mounting pressure. <laughs> so there's one where the employer cuts workers' hours and the government pays a percentage of the money they would have lost as a result. Um, okay, can run for up to 21 months. And a percentage of lost wages paid by the government can be as high as eighty percent. So, sounds like what I'm 80%. on right now. But... <laughs> sounds like what I'm on my right now. But I'd be asked to come in to do things and stuff. That's the German one. Um, the French one. Um, firms are allowed to cut employees' hours up 
uh, by up to 40% for up to three years. Employees will still receive nearly all their normal salary, with oh, the government paying a percentage of the cost. Be the um, <laughs> wages top up from the government. Uh, wages top up. <laughs> should be available provided that employees can work at least 50% of their normal hours. No firm man asked the actual <laughs> the, firm, the firm would pay the actual hours worked. The employee would get paid two-thirds of the lost hours um, with the cost shared between company and treasury last up to a year. Uh, and Cost shared between company and treasury. Uh, an employee or employees could work to uh, a smaller proportion of their normal hours and still be eligible while they will be guaranteed at 80% pay for the hours lost or 100% if they are on minimum wage. It's almost like they're made, made by people who have some sort of compassion for humanity. This, this is a bold statement from someone who has found no compassion for humanity in this whole mm. situation. It looks inevitable that they're going to do it, but it's just a shame that they're taking so long to announce. And, yeah, because they want in, to not do it as much as possible because yeah. uh, the government are monsters. Yeah. Um, and like... Like I said, like last week, they fired a dozen people. And if they, if the government the announces 12. this, yeah, um, if the government announces this, then those 12 people wouldn't have had to be fired. Whether they can be taken back on as staff is a, you know, and sort of helped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like last night when Boris announced. He basically all but less time to this episode when Boris announced what that he was <laughs> going to remove his face live on camera. When Boris um, announced that he was um, oh shit, are you recording? <laughs> Sorry, it's all part of the episode. <laughs> when Boris announced that um, the, the other measures, he was basically just other measures. Inev- <laughs> he was playing the inevitable. Sorry, John, I, I didn't know we'd actually started recording. Um, I asked if you were ready. You said yes. Yeah, I said yes. And you then said I yes. Like, I, was just, I said yes. I was, I was just reading the news. And then you said, oh, what are you reading? And, and then I went into it. Sorry. No, I heard I was just reading. So I jumped into that. Oh, right. That's what I do is I, I add on so that <laughs> I build the, oh, I want like to hear what you're continuing the sentence about. So there's a positivity. So you feel engaged and welcomed into the conversation. That's how I work. Um, Johnny, but still, that was all more interesting than uh, that. Well, can, can I ask you something? Okay, could you tell me the name of the Nick Nolte starring uh, epics comedy series about a former president who makes a change late in his life? No, Graves. <laughs> all right. Oh goodness! Then when I told you halfway um, through, I have a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely based on a Nick Nolte TV show, which somehow ran for two seasons that nobody's seen, and this somehow ran for an hour and thirty-seven minutes that, that nobody's seen. seen. <laughs> um, I would That's like to we start had, we by apologising. We had a guest on for our Hamilton special who mentioned it. That's yes, one person. We did. It. we did. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
And we, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Darren Lynn Boseman had seen most of the film he shot. <laughs> Maybe. There are parts of it where I wonder if anyone bothered to show him the dailies. And he just, you know, wrapped up and said, yeah, stick it in. The whole, the whole look of this film. Yeah, uh, let's get into the halfway, visual style of it. Yeah, halfway through, you said, do you remember the opening for, um, what was it you said? Sucker yeah, Punch. Your Sucker Punch opening. It's like watching Sucker Punch mm. for an hour and a half, or the opening of Sucker the Punch. The opening of Sucker Punch for an hour and a half. So at least it's only got slight amounts of, you know, threatening of sexual assault and murdering of children. But, only a little uh, bit of that, not the whole thing. I feel like <laughs> this can work. This this look can work sometimes, but really not for this. It needs to be an expensive film doing that. Yeah, yeah. When it's cheap, it looks even cheaper. The only saving grace for me for this was that uh, Anthony Head was in this. Anthony Stewart Head. Anthony Stewart Head. He's yeah. paid way too little for his work of saving a movie that should never have been a movie. Uh, you know, just... Paul Salvino's got a decent voice. I'm, I was happy to hear his voice was quite nice for what he had to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. And you can yeah. see on his face that uh, in a decade's time he would be in a parking lot surrounded by a couple of paparazzi saying, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill him. If I ever see him again, I'm going to fucking kill him. You can see that on his <laughs> face in this film. <laughs> that would he ever find out that uh, Mira Savino was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, he would fucking try and kill Harvey Weinstein. It's just he, you know, he hasn't got any material here to try and fucking kill. The material trying to fucking kill him. <laughs> ah, well, when I... About during ah, the film, ooh, I checked when it was released. Because I said, oh, this so feels it was like it's going to be... in uh, 2000 and... I want to go and well, say 17. And then 2019, <laughs> both in September. Um, well, I was, I was saying that um, it felt like it could have been a Fight Fest film. Um, and then it said it was released in London Fight Fest in March. The famous um, March London Fright Fest. Yeah, which confused me. And I've just checked. It was uh, part of the Spring Awakening Day in 2009. Okay. At the Charles Cinema for a one-day event. Uh, Sorry, for how long? A one-day event. One-day event. <laughs> event one day. Um, it played... Oh, director Darren Lynn Boosman turned up for it off screening. Oh, um, did you see the film? Did he get a <laughs> Um, he was there to offer refunds. Um, <laughs> Refund the genetic opera. <laughs> um, and the film that uh, that screened after it was uh, Lesbian Vampire Killers. The classic Horn and Corden motion picture. Yeah. World, which, uh, world at, at, audience premiere. At an Empire movie con once, they sent us clips from the film and they did like a bit for us from the tent outside where they were shooting, Horn and Corner. <laughs> uh, we're having fun here. We're lesbian vampire killers. Here's some clips. <laughs> and the audience just wanted to die. And these are the audience that would cheer for a second screening of a Twilight clip just because it was so insanely awful that we laughed. <laughs> but lesbian vampire killers was death. Mm, we well, this, uh, it was the world audience premiere, apparently. Cool. Uh, director Phil Clayton turned up with actress Myanna Burning. Oh, Burning, uh, yeah. Uh, and the rest From of the female cast and... Don't know. And the latter Twilights. Oh, yeah. Would then appear on stage at Empire Big Screen with one of them. 
<laughs> and then we, we get it again. Um, but yeah, with her and the rest of the female cast members, but not Horn and Corden, it seems. Oh, no, because, you know, Corden was too busy doing, you know, everyone loves me, I'm funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Repo, my goodness, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I've just gone on Letterboxd to rate this film and seen a friend of mine has given it five stars. I don't know from when. A crazy fun musical with great songs in a finale that is to die for. I had a stupid grin plasters my face for much of the running time. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I will have to quiz him sometime to see if that was when he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, Jesus. Well, I was looking at um, the, uh, the Wikipedia page for it and it said, where did it say? Oh, uh, Paris Hilton, before she does turn up in this film, oh, on the simple um, won uh, House of Wax, won the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress. Um, just for this film, was it for like the uh, complete thing? Was it just because the hottie and the naughty in this? Yeah, hottie and the naughty and the, and this. They love um, to do that thing, like right? We'll, we'll we'll pile all the films in. Yeah, say for the, uh, the worst supporting. The actress. songs "Chase the Morning," "Chromagia." And Zydri Anatomy were shortlisted for the Academy Award for Best Original Song, although none were nominated. Oh, so long listed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it says shortlisted. There's a long list and there's a shortlist and there's a nomination, but let's face it. Oh, right. It's their all long list until they get to the nomination. Yeah. Now, Chase, them, Chase This Morning was the uh, precursor to Run the Jewels, right? I don't know. <laughs> Run the Jewels is a musical outfit. Oh. <laughs> That's a, there's a humorous element about music. I'm doing music. Zydrate Anatomy was the one that uh, I'd heard before. Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. A little glass vial? A little glass vial. And a little mm. glass vial addicted to the knife. Like a battery. Addicted to the knife. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, so let's get into the opera of this. What are oh, your favourite lines of spoken dialogue? I've forgotten this film already. I'm not going to write it. <laughs> what are your favourite parts of this film that happened to you in your face right then? Was the part when someone's face falls off? Because that wasn't um, even exciting. Oh, How's a face falling off not exciting? Equilibrium does that. And Equilibrium about, is boring as fuck, but a face falls off. A face falls off, a face falls off. <laughs> what about um, the two sons off. in this film? Which That was the point where I was just oh, like, Jesus, God. if I was watching this and it wasn't oh, for the podcast, God. I would have turned it off now. One's I, goofy and swear, and the other's um, a vain ignoramus. Aren't they funny? From it. Jesus. He's got like a French accent or some shit. And he's Harvey. Yeah, and he's he's got a weird mask on his a, a face mask thing. He's vain. Like, he wants to have a perfect face by having some other face on his face, but not in the way that Paris Hilton's face has a face on its face. Yeah, that's the thing. Paris Hilton has a face on her face and it looks perfect. Well, um, I mean, Paris Hilton. Yeah, but it, it looks like, you know, it doesn't look like it's stapled onto her yeah. face. It's, it's like there is no makeup attached to that. It's just that it's a face on top of a face because it's just one person's face and the skin is the same because yeah. that's how skin works for most people's faces. Well, this, guy, this guy is doing the, the thing. heirs to the company that are doing this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. and... Gene Co. Thank you yeah. very much. But he's got it badly. And it's almost like it's a, it's, it's a visual choice because it looks cool. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's 17 and she's a punk rocker. Oh, and she's a goth and she's going to rip out her eyeballs. Oh, it's cool. It's all cool. It's fetishistically cool. That's all. It's yeah, all about I am. All the visuals of this thing. And the visuals are uh, trash. It's a lot yeah. like uh, my favourite character from Toy Story 4, Forky. Trash? <laughs> the TikTok videos Johnny. that I've seen of people... Johnny? Um, yeah. Trash? Trash. Trash? No, not trash. Toy. Tra- trash. Toy. Trash. You are a toy. Um, You're a sad, strange little man, trash. <laughs> <laughs> um... The um the thingy videos that I've seen of this TikToks um yeah nonstop um, are usually like very kind of not emo but like that kind of people um, goth yeah ish gothic uh, like doing, yeah doing doing sort of gothic cosplay Memory. kind of stuff um and really overacting the uh, tirade comes in a little glass vial and like a little glass vial you know, pretending to shoot themselves in the up the nose with it and stuff and it's and it, it kind of, when I was watching it, I was just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it's really not my thing, it turns out. Really not your thing? Not my thing. Really not your thing. Um, I'm so sorry. So you extended what was already a really shitty musical month. <laughs> I was, do you know what? I'll break through this. I was thinking... We could have been watching uh, Love Never Dies. <laughs> no. I guarantee you that was not going to be on the cards. <laughs> and I, and if, you, if I ever see it typed down on the spreadsheet, <laughs> I have a button called the backspace. You might have used it once or twice, but I will certainly be using it. <laughs> this is... Oh, this is nothing. That's the I'm going to type it in white. This so film you never is... see it, but it is typed out. <laughs> yeah, but if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> This film doesn't exist either. This is just nothingness. This is annoyingly empty, bland vulgarity, visual wankery. The music's not interesting. Poor Paul Salvino is wasting himself here, and certainly Anthony Stewart Head is delivering on performance, on ability to sing, on charisma and gravitas that just aren't called for. But can you, um, can you, you can already see, like, the, the type of people that would love this film, right? I've met the type of people who love this film. Yeah. And they're all sad that the crowbar has been shut permanently because of, you know, the government and the um, mortgage rates spiking in Soho. Um, yeah, it's just... Um, <laughs> I, Deep cuts. Um, I've, I've got an image of them in my head, of the, the type of people that would love this <laughs> film. And it, it, I don't like the image. That's a problem. A lot of them like kind of would go to Fright Fest. That's true. See, that's the thing. I've never been... Um, I don't feel like I've ever been part of the Fright Fest family. If it you were. haven't got enough um, piercings or tattoos. Yeah, that and I'm just not um, as... Although we know where you are pierced and tattooed, we just can't show it to the public yet. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm not as um, obsessed with the genre as the Fright Fest family seem to be. Like yeah. it's it's an annual thing for me, and it's a way to introduce myself to new films. And it was an annual um, thing for you when it was a piercing <laughs> and a tattoo. <laughs> you did that in confidence. Uh, you did. Um, <laughs> you you were very very awkward about it. That's how we met. <laughs> I built you in confidence. Yeah. I'm... 
I was a tattoo artist, but uh, <laughs> you made me quit, and then uh, Pete Davidson took my place. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, yeah, I feel, and I don't know how I feel about that because I, I kind of feel bad. I'd, I'd like to be in it, but then I'm just like, it's too, it's too much. <laughs> you know, it's too too yeah. much. And I'm, I'm happy to do it once a year, August weekend, bank holiday weekend in August. I'll, I'll go along and I'll. I'll surround myself with these people and and I'll get to see all these films and but um I've often tried like after Fright Fest to, to stay in that mode and like watch a load of like schlocky eighties horrors. But it's it's just not something I can stick with. I don't get that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't get to the stuff where it's not ironic. But it's not engaging. It's just like, oh, we're just going to do the same thing over and over again that you've seen a bunch of times. The slasher stuff, the standard kind of horror fare, even the gooey stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay, but you're not giving us anything, any fun, any lines that are funny, ironically or genuinely, any characters that we can care about or go like, ha ha, you're dead. It's just bland. So, a lot so of you, couldn't, bland. you couldn't even do what I do, which is the annual one. Oh, one God, no, because the yeah. new stuff is also shit. Horror, I find, is a very tough genre because it doesn't really do enough for me. Well, I think I started it all because I was in, you know, I was just getting into film and I wanted to watch as many films as possible and this was a way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I would always find some some hidden gem. You know, it's how I found um, Anna and the Apocalypse or um, uh, the... Upgrade, you know. There's, there's upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah. Um, upgrade. There's, there's um. There's always a film like that that I that will stick with me and that I can recommend to others and make others watch, like Drone. Um, so it's worth it for me for that. But yeah, like I said, I just can't. I can't stick with it. And this this felt like I would have. Not had fun with this, but it would have been one of the many films in the festival that was like, oh yeah, I watched that, but I'm done. You know, I wouldn't have been too mad that I wasted my time because it's all part of the Fright Fest experience. Um, but yeah, but watching it isolated, isolated in this moment as yeah. the only film you what you watch this afternoon. Well, Enola Holmes is just out, so obviously... We're oh, we're tied up the episode even more than ever. Okay. <laughs> and the Enola Holmes, which is, you know, a nice tight hour and 25 minutes, as all Netflix films are. That's just two hours, three minutes. Okay, so um, <laughs> the opposite of Snappy. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Netflix had control of The Irishman. They would have made that, like, seven hours. <laughs> At least that one's kept tight. Um, Might be the fastest-paced Netflix movie out there, you know. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. That shit flies. It's got a great story. It tells a lot of bits and pieces. It's beautiful. How is no other film like The Irishman? Well, Netflix, what's stopping you from looking like this movie? Um, you know this is supposed to be part of a trilogy. It's supposed to be the middle part of a trilogy. Though. They want to do a, a prequel. and a We sequel. did the prequel. They did the comics. They go into comics for the prequel 17 yeah. years ago. And then yeah. what's the sequel? Just like, um, sorry, we made a bad film. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, musicals are tough. 
Movies are tough. Um, well done for getting it made, I guess. Best I can yeah. But uh, Jesus Christ, this was a tough one. Absolutely tough. Well, Andrew Jones. Yeah. Are you mad that you watched Repo, a genetic op- the genetic op? I'm not as mad as if I watched it 12 years ago, kind of excited and hopeful for it. That would have been brutal. Yeah. Yes. As it stands. But I'm still kind of mad because this was, you know, I, I value my, my infinite time in lockdown. And this is <laughs> an hour and a half lost. I'm sorry. So sorry. Johnny, are you glad <laughs> you watched this gloovy? Um, glad. I'm glad I got it out of the way, but like I said, oh, so you are gonna be glad. Yeah, I am. Um, if I if I hadn't been watching this for the podcast, I would have turned it off before the you know the, before the first third of the film was over, like a light switch. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite mad. At this film, it's I'm mad that I watched it because it's such a disappointment. You watched it a long time ago. <laughs> get over it. Never get over it. Never going to get it. <laughs> well, where can we um find you to uh, recommend more better musicals? Oh, I can't recommend you better musicals. I just say hairspray again and again. That's not really mm. helpful for anyone except for me. I'm at Ethan Runt on Twitter. And Phantom of the Opera, you'd recommend? Never. Any but I would, I would recommend if you can find a copy of it, maybe you should watch both seasons of Graves. <laughs> Johnny, where can we find you? I'm at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Okay. Um, we are, we are at movie are you movie underscore mad on Instagram and Twitter. Johnny, um, we we are never ever ever gonna podcast together. No, oh, don't say that. Except also on Fridays, in which uh, you can go to see our sister show, Backstage at the Bluebird. Yep, um, which we are having so much fun with, aren't we're, we? We're watching Nashville, the TV show Nashville, episode by episode. One of you likes the show. The other one, me, hasn't seen the show. I'm so we get through it. You know what? <laughs> You're getting into it. You're it's not the worst. It. It's not. Yeah. It's not the worst musical thing I've seen this last <laughs> month. Whew, it's been. It's been a tough one, guys. It's been a tough one. I'm having fun with it. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's all you care about. That's all you ever care about. What do you care about next week, though? Oh, next week I care about more horrific films, horror films. Because we are, after all, in October. You like things that are horrific? That are encroaching? (laughs) Yes. That are perilous? That are evil, vile? Maybe mm-hmm. that have some sort of I don't know left leaningness, if you will. <laughs> it, the Latin, <laughs> perhaps. You get what I'm saying here. Threatening, forbidding, 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 alarming, forbidding. disturbing, disquieting, eerie. There's another word for it. I'm sure I can't think of it. Ethan Hawking. Ethan Hawke. Until next week, I suppose. Yes. excited for next week? I think you're quite scared for next week. It's going to be a strange episode. I was thinking next week. Strange episode. 
I would think next week we could watch it really late at night. I would hope next week <laughs> you will deliver us from evil. Is that possible? Would you be up for watching it later, later at night? No. Go on. A no. day, yeah? <laughs> no, I don't take to dares. <laughs> late night's my special time. <laughs> when I get to sit down and watch, you know, nice, happy movies. Like I'm, you know, slowly watching paint dry. It is a nice, happy movie. You like so, Ethan Hawke, he's nice and happy. I do like Ethan Hawke, he is nice and happy, that's yeah, true. So, we are go. doing the before franchise. <laughs> I'm so excited to get back to them. The next three, next three weeks of October is just going to be before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. It's going to be so nice. It's going to be so lovely and happy and nothing will go wrong. After I'm going to be watching these video, these films and I'm going to be pausing it every so often and looking at it and there won't be anything weird happening in the frame of the film at all. I can guarantee it's just nice happiness. <laughs> Until next week. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.